always green around the other side. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's green and growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to Green and Growing. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. I'm your host, Ashley Frasca. Having a blast. I think we've done 28 shows together now, 29 shows together. I love it. I'm having a great time. And I have to say, the second hour of the show is one of my favorite, where I just get to have a blast, take your calls, answer your lawn and garden questions. But Celebrity Gardener, that's what we do right now at this time every Saturday. And someone I'm really, really excited to have on just because I'm a fan. I'm a fan of country music. And if you are too, you're definitely going to know country music artist and member of the Grand Ole Opry, Mark Wills, Georgia boy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm uh, I'm typically not up this early on a Saturday because uh, typically we've played a show on Friday. But during quarantine, I've done nothing. So I'm good. How about you? Isn't this something? You got a full night's rest on a Friday night. I love it. And to get you on the show, I promised you personalized traffic reports every time you need to travel around. So I think that's a good deal. It, it is. It's a, it, it is a great. It's a great way to uh, to barter in in our new world. That's know? right. Well, I've got to tell you, you have made quarantine and coronavirus really seem easy. When I follow you on social media, you're having a blast with this life canceled. You're doing live from the bunker. Explain that to folks and how they can watch. Live from the bunker is something that we started doing uh, typically on Monday nights. I got bored. That's all. Right. That's really all that there is to it. We started out uh, with an iPhone sitting in the basement, and uh, and I decided one night, you know, I was going to go live and go to Facebook Live. Basically, it's just a request hour. People people sign on. We we go live right at nine o'clock on my Facebook page, Mark Wills Music. We basically take requests for you know forty five minutes to an hour. Tell stories, uh, tell road stories, you know, and and share a little bit of country music history. When you watch the bunker. Uh, along the back wall, we have a lot of my favorite guitars hanging on the wall, and sometimes people will ask questions about that. Oh, I mean, cool. you know, it's, it's it's just really it's just really neat just to be able to to share stories. And you know, we've we've lost a couple of of my friends. We've lost Joe Diffie. We lost Charlie Daniels. Mm. Uh, we lost Jimmy Caps, right. who was you know a sixty one almost sixty two year member of the Grand Ole Opry band, stuff like that. So we pay tribute just having some fun. With well, it. for fans to enjoy and be almost brought into your home, it's a very intimate kind of experience watching artists such as yourself do those kinds of things, but you were able recently to get out and perform at the at the Opry, right, but not in front of an audience. We actually played uh, the Grand Ole Opry on the 4th of July with uh, myself and Sarah Evans and the Oak Ridge Boys, and it was awesome. I mean, it was so neat to to be on that stage. It was kind of like you know, you kind of like you're doing sound check. I mean, there's nobody in the house, and, and then uh, reality creeps in when you realize that there's like six million people watching you. <laughs> no, no need to get nervous at that thought, right? Just six yeah. million. No big you're deal. up there like, ah, don't forget the word. <laughs> That's right. You know, throughout my entire career, I've been I've been traveling. Basically, I, I started singing in the Atlanta area when I was still in high school. And, uh, you know, I started singing at the Buckboard, which was at the corner of Cobb Parkway and, mm-hmm. and Windy Hill. You know, when I was 18 years old and went out on the road at the ripe old age of, of 22. Can you believe it? And you thought you knew so much back then, too. 
Well, I did. It was just wrong. What I knew was wrong. <laughs> you know, I mean, you knew we, some stuff, just not the right stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I knew lots of stuff, you know. Yeah, and I mean, have you been able to write any songs or work on any new music? I hope that, you know, COVID didn't put off any record album releases or anything. Actually, there. it has. Oh, we, no. uh, we went in last year and did a new record. We sort of did it in reverse order. We, 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 <laughs> we recorded the record, and now we're trying to find a home for it. But because of COVID-19, everybody is shut down. All the record labels are shut down. Everybody's working wow. remotely from, you know, from home. So we're just kind of sitting with the record right now and trying to figure out the best option for you know, probably a 2021 release. We'll be looking forward to that. And you have bragging rights, too, in Cherokee County, where I'm from. I remember you were the first act to open up that Northside Hospital Cherokee Amphitheater a few years back. I was, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, the, the city of Woodstock, uh, Donnie Henrique is the mayor, and uh, and all the folks there are awesome people. And they were like, you know, hey, when we, we're going to build an amphitheater. And I was like, build it, and I will come. <laughs> and so, sure enough, I mean, we've played there twice. We opened it, we did the grand opening, and then we did the uh, the last show. Last summer. Of, yes. You actually just filled me in on a little bit of history. You were talking about being in the bunker and doing tributes and folks asking about the memorabilia you've got. Tell the listeners, because I was surprised to know this, a little embarrassed that I don't. WSB is 98 years old. What yeah. is WSB's historical connection to country music? I got this information from the Ken Burns special, the country music special. But I believe, if I remember correctly, WSB was the first radio station in the country to broadcast country music. That is so cool. That is yeah. awesome. And we're so proud of you. you. Grew up in Blue Ridge. You've really stayed close to Georgia. You know, you've made a career going between Nashville and Atlanta, and it's worked out really well. Growing up in the North Georgia mountains, though, Mark, would you consider yourself an outdoorsman? Yes. All right. Um, spent a lot of time outdoors. I mean, I, I played baseball, football, did all that kind of stuff. It's funny that you and I are talking about this because just yesterday, Kelly and I were down at Horseshoe Bend down in McKaysville. Uh-huh. I mean, I know this is a gardening show, so at some point we've got to get to the gardening. But, <laughs> but my mom and dad, with my youngest daughter, have a little garden in the, at their house. And so we went up and... We're picking some, you know, squash and cucumbers and stuff like that. And went down to Horseshoe Bend and, and just, you know, put our feet in the water and walked around a little bit. There were some guys out there fishing. I love that kind of stuff. I mean, that's, you know, my wife will tell you that she likes to camp at a Hilton. But I am the guy that I love to take the tent and go out and camp and do stuff like that. What are now. some of your best childhood memories growing up that close to the mountains and, I mean, to the city as well? But what were some of the best parts? You know, I spent a lot of time up at Morganton Point, which is still there. I mean, but it's a it's a little campground. In, in our world today where everybody has to have their triple slide campers and, and all that kind of stuff, Morganton Point was this great little campground and you know you would put your pop-up camper or you would take your tent that's how you camped and and that's that's the way I grew up I mean that's the stuff that I love and you mentioned the garden which I think is very very cool that your mom and your daughter so grandma and granddaughter working on a garden at home together tell me a little bit about that is that because of coronavirus and all of us being home or is that something your mom maintains anyways you know we've kind of been one of those families that ever since I was a little kid We've always had a garden. 
my mom and uh, and my my papa they would plant a garden every year. You know, I think it's just a that's just a country a country survivalist. I yeah. mean, today, I mean, I'm I love to hunt. I'm an outdoorsman. I love to elk hunt stuff like that. You know, and so we have had a garden all, on and off throughout my entire life. My youngest daughter, I believe <laughs> that my my youngest daughter was born a hundred years too late. Wow, because she was like, you know, Granny. Do you think we could ever, you know, grow a garden? And my mom was like, absolutely. And so that's sort of been their bonding. You know, they'll grow corn and stuff like that. They'll go pick their vegetables and they'll go right in and they'll can them. And, uh, you know, and and when COVID hit and nobody could uh, find toilet paper and, you know, the stores were being bought out of everything, we didn't have that freak out meltdown moment of we don't have any food. We have really enjoyed the ability to to go to the garden and pick our green beans or shuck our own corn. We've we've done that ever since I was a kid. You know, not really afraid to do that now. Yeah, I feel like we have a responsibility and I and I take that pretty seriously on this show just trying to get a younger audience and a younger group of folks interested and I don't know if that's going to take the future farmers of America and schools or more of the 4-H type camps or things like that for us to connect those generations with the older generations and like you said your mom giving her advice and showing her how to do that I mean that's lifelong skills that and things about gardening she's always going to remember I'd call my mom and I would say hey are we going to plant the garden this week and she'd go no no, the almanac, farmer's almanac says, you know, we're... <laughs> oh, that's way I'm like, I'm like, all right, really? But now but, you can go but, online, Mom, and look at it. <laughs> well, that's the funny thing. She's, you know, she's never wrong. Oh. You know, she's never wrong when it comes to that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. so I've just, I've just put full faith in her. You know, I would have planted, and she's like, no, we're going to wait, you know, another, you know, another week or whatever. And I'm like, okay, whatever. And you're like, oh, well, okay, she was right. You know? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And folks can relate for sure. And you're pretty far in North Georgia too. So y'all definitely got to be a little more careful of those late frosts than say everything, you know, down here in Metro Atlanta, south of I-20. Well, Mark Wills, country music artist and Georgia native as well. I want to ask you, if you're taking a stroll, you and Kelly through the garden center, or the nursery or whatever, you got to pick out some stuff for the house. What would you stop and look at? What attracts you about outdoor tools or plants or whatever? I seem to have an affinity for chainsaws. I don't, <laughs> I don't know why. I just had to buy a new one. We had a we had a tree blow down. We had a, a Bradford pear that blew over in the road. And so I had to call the fire department to come help us move this out of the road because, you know, you couldn't get up and down the street. That is one of those things that I've got multiple chainsaws and at that point none of them i could get none of them to work Dang it. so uh so later in life i expect to see a full line of mark wills hand carved wooden animals and things i mean maybe that could be something you pick up in 10 15 years i don't know no nah, probably not no <laughs> no i'm way too sentimental i love my one of my favorite things of all time is a good bonfire you will never see me carving stuff out of wood because I'm looking at that like, oh, yeah, that's going to burn so nicely. Georgia country music artist Mark Wills, stick around because I have a special game I want you to play. And all of you listening at home, you can play along, too. So we'll be right back here on Green and Growing on WSB. Weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing, a high of 93 today, low of 74. No chance of rain, but not the case tomorrow. 
Isolated thunderstorms possible, so be on the lookout for that. Joined by Georgia country music artist and Grand Old Opry member Mark Wills. All right, so Mark Wills, I always talk celebrity gardeners into doing some kind of game. And I had no trouble thinking of this game specifically for you. Uh-oh. I, I do different kinds. But since we're talking about the outdoors and, of course, our love for country music, gardening, all that kind of stuff, I'm going to have you fill in some song lyrics where something related to the outdoors or outside or planting or gardening is mentioned in the song. And I've taken the word out, and I want to see if you know it. Are you ready to play? Uh, I'll try. All right. <laughs> Love it. And just for uh, just for bonus points, because no one's keeping score at all, who is that? That's Alan Jackson. That's a perfect one being from Georgia. All right, up next. Greengrass Grove. Two for two. See, this isn't so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I, can, I can play this game. All right, so we just had Tim McGraw. So up next. His beautiful wife. Not just promises and empty fantasies. I don't need a bed of roses. <laughs> Man, you're good. Now we've mentioned this gentleman. You're a big fan. Two more to go. I start walking your way. You start walking mine. We need in the middle. Need that old Georgia. Uh, <laughs> That's right. And, you know, being from Georgia, you can just see that. Diamond Rio did such a good job of painting that picture, us being from here and in the South, just how much we love our pine trees, right? Absolutely. Got a bunch of them in my yard right now. Love them. We've got some Southern Magnolias. We've got some good stuff. Save the best for last. You ready, Mark? Yep. Perfect as a blood red rose. And thorns are hard to hold. Tell me, baby. Beautiful song. Hey, you won. I actually, I actually wrote that one. You did? I did. Oh, it's absolutely beautiful. And, you know, I mean, folks know that's one of the newer ones. That's not from the 90s, right? It's, I don't know, it's probably 10 years old now. You, you threw me off guard when you threw one of my songs in there. <laughs> hey, I heard a rose <laughs> mentioned and I had to go for it. But, of course, 19-something, I mean, seeing you do that live in Woodstock, that was one of the best experiences and the highest energy for me was watching 19-something. and Everybody in that crowd, you talk about history, you cover the 80s, you cover the 90s, everyone knew every word. You know, that's the beautiful thing about my career, and, and I'm not patting myself on the back by any means, but a lot of people, you know, in our in our industry, you have a couple of songs and then you sort of go away. We've, we've been really fortunate to be able to do this for, like I said now, almost 25 years. Yeah. To be able to continue to travel around the country, play music, truly it's the greatest 
of honors that that you get. But I'm totally ready to get back and oh, go back to work. Oh yeah, there's nothing like live shows and y'all being able to interact with fans and the audience and stuff. Keep blessing us with your talent, Mark. Keep blessing us with your voice. And I so appreciate having you on the show today. It's been fun. Ashley, thank you very much for uh, for including me today. I'm typically not up this early on a Saturday, but uh, <laughs> but this has been a lot of fun. Hopefully, everything gets back to normal pretty soon, and uh, we'll get you'll get to come to a show, and we'll have a great time. I'll be there. And hey, you let folks know when tour dates do pick back up and all of that. Where can they find that? On all of our social media platforms. Uh, of course, my website is markwills.com. Everything that we have pretty much is uh, Mark Wills Music. That's Instagram, that's Twitter, the Facebook page and then i think we put a lot of the the bunkers on youtube stuff like that so they can find all of those and uh just have a good time with us folks can still stay engaged i love it will you take care and have a great weekend and tell the family we said hello absolutely y'all be safe and uh everybody in atlanta y'all take care and we'll uh, we'll see you soon Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries on 95.5 WSB. Really appreciate you tuning in on a Saturday morning. It's going to be a hot day, but hopefully you're off to a slow start to your morning, waking up with us, enjoying some coffee, avoiding bugs. Oh my gosh, there is the largest cockroach in this building right now, and I will not leave this studio. Even at 9 o'clock, I don't think I want to leave. Dave Baker's out there, though. He may kill it. But all of us are seeing it scurry about in the halls, and I am just completely grossed out. So whatever you're doing today, if it's avoiding bugs, don't avoid yard work. It's fun. It's relaxing. It definitely is something that we can all relate to, and you just got to do it. So I want your calls right now. This is a special half hour, 404-872-0750. Any successes you have, any challenges you're facing, or something that you just may not know, what's going on in your landscape now is a great time to call Green and Growing, because on the phone with me right now, I have friend of Walter Reeves, author. She's been in the green world for a long, long time, former HGTV host, and now community coordinator at Piedmont Park, Erica Glazner. Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. How are you on this beautiful morning? I don't even feel like that was a full introduction because you have done (laughs) so much and inspired so many people, and we're lucky to have kept you here in the Southeast region your entire career, right? Pretty much. I've been I've been in the Atlanta area a long time and, and as you said, I'm in the green world. I'm I'm all, I'm I'm a certified I don't know where you get the certification, but tree hugger. <laughs> um and that may be one of the things that brought me to the Piedmont Park Conservancy. I just wanted to clarify that I am the community involvement and events manager. And what that means is I'm, even though I'm a horticulturist, I'm in charge of all the volunteers that are critically needed to help keep Piedmont Park beautiful, green, and sustainable. So that's what I'm up to these days, close to home. I can ride my bike to work. Right now, I'm sitting in my garden, looking around and thinking about how all this came to be. Now, how do you go about recruiting volunteers? Because like you said, a lot of people may not even know if they're kind of under the impression Piedmont Park is maybe privately owned and there's just a large staff that's able to do all of that. You know, how do we make folks aware of the fact and how do you recruit the volunteers that you so desperately need? 
Well, that's a great question. It's really easy, and at, during this time, we don't even want to talk about, you know, what's going on. We all know we want to just focus on gardens this morning, but people seem to have a little bit more time, and not everyone is fortunate to have a yard to get out and escape in, as, as you and I both know how wonderful that is. So they're looking for something to do, and one thing Piedmont Park offers By the way, it's a public park. It's open to everyone. It's free. It's wonderful. Um, But it offers an opportunity to be outside, which is safer these days than being inside, and to uh, contribute to this park, which is owned by the city of Atlanta. The Conservancy has a partnership, and we are charged with raising $3.5 million. And not everybody can be part of that, but they can come out and volunteer and pick up trash or help pull invasive plants or weeds, all the things we know that have to be done to maintain any type of landscape, especially in an urban landscape. And that's a great opportunity for folks with young children that they're trying to figure out, you know, they're going crazy. They had them most of the end of last school year and still during the summer looking for things to do. Not only is that a good family activity, but just a nice day at the park and getting the kids a little more involved and horticulture, bring them out. And and it's not like yes. you're just letting them free in the park. You're giving these volunteers guidance of how to do and what needs to be done, right? Exactly. And they can just go to piedmontpark.org or they can go to Hands on Atlanta, which is a great site to find out about volunteer activities all over the city. So yeah, they can come out and the kids are going to love the trash grabbers, you know, the handles. <laughs> Picking up trash. I never realized how many people like to pick up trash. It's, it's, I mean, it's, I'm not joking. It's a valuable service in the park. And with two, over 200 acres, you can imagine. You know, it's and one of those said, things like vacuuming, though, because you can see, like, when I vacuum my carpet, I can see the lines and feel like I accomplished something because you see it. And the same goes for picking up trash, I think. Once you look behind you over the vast landscape of area you've just covered, you're like, wow, <laughs> I don't see a single piece of trash. Like, that That feels good because you can see it. And let's not forget how good we feel when we weed. So you can <laughs> weed, you can mulch, you can spread mulch, you can prune branches you can all again with guidance and we are safe and we do keep people six feet apart and encourage them to wear masks and be and be careful and we have hand sanitizer and clean the tools and all the things that we need to do but i think and a lot of times volunteers will be working and visitors to the park will stop and say thank you so much for doing oh that's nice yeah, so weeding, weeding. I'm just sitting here thinking about how important weeding is for, and how important having a good garden design is. And it's not, you don't have to uh, be a landscape architect to have a beautiful garden, as you know. But if you can have some good basic rules to follow or guidelines or get some professional help to get a, a sketch of what you might need to do, you can work on it over time and the thing that I have going for me right now is I had a good plan for my garden, but I'm seeing quite a few weeds this morning. Yep, we can't so, plan for those. <laughs> no, we can't. But the good thing is, is that the the substance, the shrubs that hold together the rest of the garden really make it so that I can still enjoy those blooms and overlook some of those weeds if I don't have enough time to get to them. 
Well, let's start with the garden design. You have the idea. You have the inspiration. It doesn't matter if you have an eighth of an acre, if you have five acres, ten acres, or you've just got your patio or your balcony and you can use containers and different, you know, wind chimes and garden art and things like that to design a space that makes you happy. But Erica, we'll start with just the basics. A, you want to kind of you know, frame within that your personality and what soothes you, what you find relaxing, and also right. how important, tell folks how important it is to know the right amount of sunlight that they get in that spot. That's right. It's all about the right plant for the right place. So what you want to do is you want to visit your property or your garden or your landscape uh, throughout the day to see and throughout the seasons. You want to know are you going to be in using that space in the spring, summer, fall? Are you ever going to look at it in winter? What's it going to look like in winter? Just sort of, I always start with a list. What do you like? What do you, what do you want? Do you want a garden where you can cut things from? Uh, do you want a garden that is productive? Are you interested in food? I love uh, food gardening, but I've got chipmunk challenges. Oh no! I didn't. That could be a campaign. Chipmunk challenges. <laughs> but, but anyway, we have a very small uh, vegetable raised bed, and we've had some successes this summer, early summer. But what really works for me, and you don't have to have any talent. You just have to pick the right varieties. We grow blueberries, and I can tell you that we have picked more blueberries this year than we've ever picked in the history of my growing blueberries. Now, do you have them in containers or do you have them at the edge of a wood line? Or where I, have are they? Them, I have them in my backyard and they are, I would recommend planting three different varieties. Um, and I would go with the low bush blueberries. I know that don't, people shouldn't get intimidated. You can easily look it up. But I started with small plants that I got um, mail order. And I think they're 10 feet tall now. Wow. So, and yeah, so it's there, you should, should and would and could. I don't do all those things. I don't have an irrigation system, but because we had so much uh, rain this early spring, Mm -hmm. the plants are just prolific. And I've used netting some years, but I don't, it's just frustrating because animals can get trapped in it. Now I'm just, I tried some aluminum pie pans to keep birds away this year. Quite honestly, I don't think it works. So my advice is to have your child, in my case a teenage daughter, get up early and harvest and there's still enough for, and I I have six plants, and there's enough for us and for the birds if we get out early in the morning. Absolutely. Now, do you find, though, that the ones that fall on the ground, do some, you know, creatures go for those or do they always prefer the ones that are, you know, that we're fighting for? Competing Our on black lab likes those, oh, but I find <laughs> interesting. But I find that no, the squirrels and the birds tend to want to hang on the branches and eat the ones that you maybe are going for. So you just need to harvest often, and once they start ripening, the reason I mentioned three varieties is then you have an overlap of when some are fruiting and at their peak, and then the next time. And it's so important, like you said, everybody can be successful with blueberries. They need a lot of sun. But I think, Erica, and correct me if I'm wrong, soil prep is a huge part of that. I've got mine in containers on the deck, and yes, they're getting large, but I did the soil 
properly and correctly when I first planted them. And it is time to transplant them. They've been in the same pots now for about three years. But that seemed crucial to their success and their health. There's no question about it with just about everything. Um, Trees, if you're planting a street tree, you probably don't want to amend the soil too much because it needs to get used to where it's going to live unless it's hard packed clay and it can't drain well. But yes, I would say preparing the soil some nature's helper or good old compost. If you if you're composting, that's great. And um, and it would be probably beneficial to fertilize. I'm just I hate to say it, I'm a little bit of a lazy gardener. You got to kind of make it in my garden. Or I do fertilize roses. I try to use an organic fertilizer. It's just just my preference. Mm-hmm. But I'm not somebody that has a regular okay, I'm doing this fertilizer with that. I, I really don't think they're hard to grow. I'm not kidding. If, if I can grow them and they survive and do well, even though I'm a horticulturist, it's, as I said, I just, I picked the right varieties for the South. Mm-hmm. You don't want to get the high bush, the low bush blueberries. There's, um, and I can send you a list for you to have for your Listeners, if they're interested, to sure call. we could share that on the on the Facebook page when you search there Facebook, you search Green yeah. and Growing WSB. Yeah, absolutely. And before we uh, take a break here in just a in just a minute, Erica, I did want to ask you about herbs really quickly. If that's a limited, yes. you know, someone with a limited space, what could they be herbs doing right now great. for the herb garden? Herbs are great. What you should be doing is harvesting your herbs so they don't set flowers and stop producing leaves. Basil, when you see it starting to put seed-like things up, snap those off and harvest the leaves off and plant. You know, basil is so great and so easy to grow. Lots of sun. Oregano. I've had so much fun with fresh oregano. I love to cook. And again, my oregano, when it starts to flower, I got to cut those flowers off. Just pinch them off or run and get to kitchen the scissors. Oregano is easy. Parsley is easy. It's also a great plant for those caterpillars and mm-hmm. things so don't get mad when they eat them down to the ground because they <laughs> turn can't into your beautiful butterflies fennel is easy all of these need sun um, oregano is perennial but the basil and the parsley for the most part parsley can come back and what about rosemary rosemary oh my gosh yes rosemary i have huge bushes of rosemary good huge. Love it. All right. Well, we have to take a break, and I want you to call in with uh, your garden questions for Erica, 404-872-0750. And then coming up at 8 o'clock, Erica is going to stay on with someone from Zoo Atlanta to talk about a very special project that Zoo Atlanta and Piedmont Park are working on together. So stay tuned. You're listening to 95.5 WSB. From Channel 2 Action News meteorologist Brad Nitz, no chance of rain today, but it's going to be up to 94 degrees, isolated thunderstorms tomorrow, and a high of around 92. Joined on the phone by Erica Glazner, and we're going to take calls, 404-872-0750. Eric and Villarica, good morning. Good morning, Ashley. How can we help you? I had a beautiful rosemary plant about two years ago. I put it in the ground next to my house. We had kind of a rough winter. I covered it up for the cold weather, and it died. And uh, Erica was talking about her uh, beautiful rosemary bushes, 
and I wanted to see if there's a certain kind of rosemary I need to get or if sure. I just need to keep it in a pot and bring it inside. Oh, right. no, you don't need to bring it inside. What I would look for Tuscan Blue or Tuscan Spires. Um, Tuscan Blue is what I would look for. That variety, Eric, the upright varieties tend to be the most hardy. And I would um, plant it in the ground and uh, make sure it's a decent size, and you shouldn't have that problem. And is he right to cover? Do we need to cover rosemary in the winter? Nope. I, w- I would not cover it. If you have the weeping rosemary, sometimes the prostrate okay. forms are not quite as hardy. But if you go with Tuscan blue, that's often referred to as the workhorse, workhorse of the rosemary. Great, Erica. All right. I'd love for you to stick around because coming up, you're going to join Campbell Cassib from Zoo Atlanta to talk about a really special project in conjunction with the Piedmont Park Conservancy to feed the animals at Zoo Atlanta. So we'll talk to you in just a few minutes and we'll be back on 95.5 WSB. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.